we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory. Welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to have an episode on those who want to risk going back to marriage to sign the Faustian Pact. That is the marriage contract. And to remind these people that when you marry the woman, you marry her family. And I think a lot of people just know this phrase and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what you're really getting? We have the old Einstein phrase, a man marries his woman and wonders the rest of the marriage, what happened to that woman? And so you see the woman. Actually, I just saw some photos on page six, which is the gossip magazine. Now it's a website of Bridget Fonda. And Bridget Fonda, for you guys who are maybe older and you're in, in my age, was very attractive in the late 80s, early 90s. She was in some movies. She was later in like um, Jackie Brown, the Tarantino movie. She was like a blonde. And she had been invisible for the last 12 years. And there's new photos of her and she's morbidly overweight. So it's like the old Einstein quote, you know, no matter how hot she is at 23, she ain't going to be 23 forever. Hopefully she'll age well, like Julianne Moore, to use more Hollywood examples. But aside from that, that's one thing that kind of clouds a man's judgment is she's young and hot and spontaneous and has a joie de vivre. And she will always be that way. And you have to think 25 years from now. Think 25 years from now what that 28-year-old is going to be like and look like in 25 years. Oh, Gregory, that's so shallow. Well, men and women think and act and fall in love differently. We know women have Burfo's Law. Men are just wired to look at physicality more. But either way, let's say you do marry a woman who ages well and is somewhat sexually available even in her 50s. Think about the family. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, the obvious one is going to be kids. So we have an episode here, Seven Reasons Not to Be a Stepdad. And one of the things that I talk about there is, and we'll just focus on the one thing that's applicable here, is when you meet her, she might have a very sweet three-year-old, four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-old, whatever. And that kid, you know, lots of kids that are four, they just love you. They'll walk up to you. They'll hold your hand. They want you to hug them. And you're like, oh, and it's the same thing about the think 25 years from now. But with the kid, it's like think 10 years from now. What's that kid going to be like in five, seven years? 
So that sweet little six-year-old, seven-year-old, when they hit the tumultuous adolescence, could change. Now, in some cases, and I know people who are like this, they were very good at their stepdads. They were very kind to their stepdads or stepmoms. But I even have a friend recently who married somebody when uh, when the, when, their, when her kid, she was a single mom, was three. And now the kid who's like eight or nine is talking back to him because the dad, per my friend, of course, the dad is, quote, putting poison into the kid's head. And now the kid's rebelling against the stepdad. Now, whether or not that's true or not doesn't really matter. What really matters is this can happen to anyone at any time. So remember, when you marry her, you're marrying the family. So that stepkid could end up turning against you and being essentially the fifth column, an enemy in your own house, talking trash about you, hating you, reviling you because the, either the stepdad or the biological dad is feeding him stuff or they're just a normal teenage rebellion and you're going to get the normal, you're not my dad, I don't have to listen to you, which is true. That's one of the thankless jobs of being a stepdad. So in some ways, it's better if the dad is gone, dead, a complete low-life alcoholic, because then you have no one to compare to, even though that's not necessarily the best thing for the kid. So that's one thing you have to worry about is what's that kid going to be like? And then you have the issue, too, with your wife, tea break, who's your wife going to support when the kid goes crazy? When that kid is 12 or 13, or when the kid starts talking back to you, now she is your wife, you are the head of that domestic church, so to speak, for you Christians, and she should support you. But many of you know, who have married a stepmom, that that's not the case, especially if it's not the initial glow of the, of the marriage is over, and you're in those embittered years already, She's going to support her kid over you. Why? Because that's her biological kid. Blood's thicker than water. And she will support that kid before she supports you. This happens. Not always. Not always. But this is something that you need to think about. So when you're planning to marry the 35-year-old single mom of the 5- and 3-year-old, first of all, you got to remember, why is she divorced why did she divorce her first husband? What's the real reason? Don't get white knighted. And the easiest way to get white knighted, of course, is sleep with her quickly because you're just thinking of the sex. And of course, women use sex as a way to entice a man back in, you know, into their life or back into their life. So it's always best not to be sleeping with her, also because it is fornication and grave mortal sin. But just remember, when those kids get older, they might turn on you and she might in turn turn on you because you could... Try to discipline the kid, and she might not like that because is it really your place to discipline a, a kid that's not yours? Not necessarily. And this is why we talk about the stepfather effect statistic, where kids who are raised by their non-biological father have up to 40 times more likely to be abused physically or sexually. And one of the reasons for the physical abuse is the frustration that a lot of stepdads have because they realize that they signed a bad bargain. And so now they have this snotty kid who's not their biological blood, who the wife isn't supporting them. And to take it out on the kid is easier many times than taking out 
on uh, the wife, especially when the kid is younger. But when the kid is older and the kid's insolent and sullen, uh, you ain't liking that kid. because And also, kid, the, the kid ain't yours. I hate to tell you, the kid ain't yours. There's a massive difference. You'll have like moms say like, you know, I want to put this kid in a camp or I want to homeschool this kid. I want to homeschool our future kids. You know, like that's great when it's my kid. I don't care if it's your kid with another dude. This goes back to how in the animal kingdom, you don't see new alphas of any mammal raising the children of the previous alpha. They don't do it. They don't go hunting and risk their life to bring food back to the other alpha's kid. They go and kill the kid because they want to make sure all the resources are toward their offspring. That makes sense. I'm not saying you should kill children, of course, but I'm just saying that makes sense. So that's one trap. One trap is going to be the kid. The other trap that I think some people forget about, tea break, her family. In particular, are you going to have to take care of one of her parents? Now, this can go both ways because you might have a mother or father that needs taken care of when they get older. But let's say your parents are dead or some siblings going to take, take care of them or they're in an independent living community or one of these places. But let's say you marry this woman and she's taking care of the mom or she's taking care of the dad, or she's an only child, or has one sibling, or there's some understanding that she's the one who's going to take care of what, what I, whichever parent, when the parent gets old, oh, let's say the parents are divorced, or the parents, one of them's already died, and she's been assigned that. This drives me crazy. I mean, look, when this happens, I would tell the other siblings, like, look, I never agreed to being the sole care- caretaker of dad when dad gets old and debilitated. And if that's the case, if I'm going to take care of him, I expect you to pay for everything. There has to be some sort of balance. It can't be like, because you'll see this, the guys do this to the sisters. Like, yeah, you can take care of dad. Yeah, yeah, that's you. That's you. And then the, the women are like, okay, guilt tripped, you know, because it's like, I, I owe him. He's my dad, which is good. Look, we're supposed to take care of family on one on one level. But there needs to be an exchange. If not, the brother gets away scot-free. He's like, yeah, you're going to have to take care of grouchy dad, and I ain't going to pay a dime. No. Both have to sacrifice. Both have to sacrifice. So if the woman is going to take care of the kid, then the dad should be paying. I'm sorry, the brother should be paying for it or giving you some money for it. Or the dad should write you into his money or his will. But either way, so when you marry, and this this could apply to just marrying in general, but when you marry the new mom, the step the stepmom, understand you're marrying into that family. Just in general, you're going to be going to their functions, they're going to be coming over, and especially for a man who's comfortably MGTOW, who who's gotten over the I'm alone, therefore I'm lonely mindset, you love the versatility of MGTOW, doing what you want, when you want, where you want. And to go from that and to seeing your girlfriend here and there, to go from that to having a woman move in with you, plus the kid, plus dealing with a father or mother that may not like you or you may not like them, to deal with, oh, by the way, she'll drop this on you. Oh, when mom dies or when dad no longer can take care of himself because he's been drinking, smoking, booze, and do you know, whatever it is his whole life, we're taking care of him. What? We're taking care of him? 
But again, when you marry her, you marry the family. So now you might be, tea break, you might be with a 55-year-old woman, Bridget Fonda, who's not giving you sex, who you guys barely get along, and now you're dealing with an insolent child and an overbearing 80-year-old cantankerous grandma or grandpa who's living in your house and doesn't live by your rules. See, like if I get older, I would tell my kids, you know, I appreciate you so much for staying here. I'll give you whatever money I have. And all I need is a room, a bed, a table, and a lamp. That's all I need. And I'll stay out of your hair. I'll take walks by myself. I won't watch TV or I'll watch TV very quietly, very quietly. I will just pretty much pretend that I am not here. You will not know that I am here. That's how I'll be. But not not all grandfathers or grandmothers are like that. A lot of them are like just very just naturally insolent, insubordinate, cantankerous people. So you get this grandma or grandfather moving in with you. Or you know, I should say her her mom or her dad moving in with you, and they're just like living like they lived before. And they're used to their routine. And I get it. We all like routine, but they're used to their routine and they're not realizing, oh, I'm staying in my 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 stepson or my my son-in-law's house and my daughter's house and it's their rules and sometimes with men they don't care right they're still they still think the 82 year old stroke victim still thinks that it's his house and it's his rules and so you might be having fights with your wife's mom or dad in your house about what needs to be done volume level they're bringing their dogs they're staying up late or you know whatever it is and then when they get really, really sick, you might have to be taking care of them. And again, this goes back to your wife. Is your wife going to support you or support the dad or mom when you have issues? When you say, you know what, he's staying up too late or he's watching TV too late or he's putting down our ideology or our religion or you know whatever it is, his dog's barking all night. We didn't agree to the dog. Da, da, da. Your brother's not paying any money. We're spending money out of our own account to take care of your dad. How is she going to support you? Is she going to agree with you? Is she going to agree with you? I don't know. It depends how good of a relationship you have. and depends how disenchanted she is with you. Because eventually all women become disenchanted with their husbands. Because at the beginning of the relationship, they're projecting qualities they want you to have that you don't have. And or they already got the baby they wanted out of you. So the baby rabies is gone and now they see you for who you are. So I don't know what to tell you there. Plus you have the dad egging them on. You have the dad giving the daughter guilt trips. I took care of you your whole life. I did this and you look at what kind of the man you picked. Your man doesn't even want you to take care of your dad. So now your daughter, your, 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 your wife, I should say, is in this middle ground where she's torn, Right? And who is her allegiance to? It's going back to her, the, the, her child too. Her child, her dad, her extended family. Who is her allegiance to? We will find out, won't we? We will find out. And so in closing, I just want you to be aware, guys, when you sign the Faustian Pact that is the marriage contract for the second time, these are just a few of the reasons why the divorce rate is 70%. Do you feel lucky punk? Is she a unicorn enough? And look, you could have a situation where you find a second wife. She has no kids. 
all of her parents are dead or they have, you know, they're old Catholic Baptist Mormons where there's like seven siblings and the ugly one who's not married and end up taking care of them because she wants to. That might be great. So you don't have to worry about any of these things. But more often than not, because Americans have contraceptive the last 60 years, you might have a, a, a future wife who maybe is a, a, a single child or maybe has one sibling. And given the life expectancy now of many Americans, her dad, your dad, might be living longer. And so these are shit tests. And you have to figure out if you do sign the Faustian Pact, how much are you going to tolerate when that kid starts talking back to you? Doesn't mean they always will. But when that kid starts talking back to you and you try to lay down the rules because it is your house, or when the the sickly dad or mom who moves in, even though maybe when you guys were engagement and talking things out, she was like, don't worry, he will never move in. We'll put him in a home or whatever. And then the mom dies. Her mom dies. Like, no, no, he needs to come live with us. And you'd be like, no, we said that he were going to put him in a home. Shut up. And then the rage starts, the guilt trips come. And then you say, no, you pulled the bait and switch here. I didn't pull the bait and switch. We had agreed that they would go into a home. Shut up. And then she withholds sex, rages, and all these things. And that's a shit test. See? And these are shit tests you wouldn't have to worry about had you just stayed single. So, guys, in closing, it's ultimately up to you what you do. You must follow your conscience. But these are just some things that you might need to worry about if you get married that otherwise you wouldn't have to had you stayed single. So, ruminate over these things. Guys, if you appreciate my content, please post an honest review. It'll only take you five seconds on an Apple product. You must have an Apple product to do so. Please help me continue to be the most episode and most reviewed MGTOW channel out there. There's two links in the episode notes. One's for PayPal. Please help defray the cost of hosting this on the server by donating $5 or so. And lastly, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth if you want to check out all the articles that we have. All the uh, podcasts are there for the three feeds. And lastly... Please subscribe or follow to the three feeds, Female Holistic Health Apothecary, Confessions of an Obese Child, and of course this one, The Awakened Man. Till next time, take care, God bless, and pray. Thank you for listening to The Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at The Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.